Hey, mate. How are you today? Great, Glenn. Good to see you back here. It's been, I don't know, what, four or five weeks? It has. Been, we haven't caught up. It's yeah. been a crazy, hectic time. I've been travelling all over the state. I caught yeah. up with Matt last week. I know you couldn't. Yeah, yeah well, I screwed up the calendar. <laughs> you screwed up the calendar. But, you know, yeah, but you, you buggered your back, so you had to yeah. travel things around, so... You know, those things happen. It's, uh, yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, it, it actually feels as though, like, uh, I, I haven't done this before. It's been so long, right? We've got to get back into the swing of it, mate. Yeah, so, everyone, welcome to the Painters Podcast. Welcome yeah. to the Painters Podcast. Happy so, New Year. It's, it's uh, now March, so. It's, yeah, first of March. <laughs> Where have the first two months gone? It's, uh, it's really just... You know, when we started the first uh, this year, yep. you know, the, the thing on my mind was like, holy fuck, the recession. Like everything was doing the gloom, right? Yep. And um, I don't know what it's like for you guys out there, but we've been crushing it. Yep. You know, we, we've, we've seen um, an absolute, uh, you know, influx of leads, influx of sales. And... Um, you know, so regardless of what the doom and gloom says, it's more about your own, like how you perceive what's going on. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, uh, in comparison to what we thought the year was going to be and starting off really well and now we're in the, you know, last month of the quarter and uh, bring it on, bring on the rest of the year. Can't wait. You mean the old bloke, myself, that said, what are you worried about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I uh, had to throw it in. Yeah. <laughs> Like, been through it, I remember it. Been there, done that. Yeah. You know, all this doom and gloom, you know, like they came out a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, it's going to be another four rate rise for that. But like when you look at it, like, because I, I took the time to, because I, I didn't really worry about it, right? Yep. So, you know, when you look at it, it's like, well, historically, what's the, the cash rate normally been? Historically, what's the yep. average been over the last six, seven percent average yep. historically? Yep. And it's like, it's going up. Yeah, well, what do you think it's going to do? It's gone down. It's been down for a long time. Now it's coming up and it's stabilising. It's averaged out. Like everything. You know, you can't, as a painter, you can't make $65 an hour on hourly rate for, for forever. It's going to stabilise. Yep. Um, you know, so it's just the shift in markets. And, um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, that certainly is. That's that's one thing. And as you, you've said, we've had a bit of a chat earlier before we obviously started. So, uh, you know, nothing unusual. So, um, but like you, you just said there that, you know, even though there's all that doom and gloom and they're talking about in the media and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, I heard one of the major trucking companies just went to the wall over yeah, yeah. 1,500 yeah, people out of work. They were the refrigeration. Refrigeration yeah, mob. Yeah. yeah. So Stevens or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But another 1,500 jobs, you know, people. Mm -hmm. wonder how many are going to come into pain. We're needing them. Well, there's a heap. Of, there's also so, other builders that I heard last month over in West Australia that have gone on the wall. Yep. Um, you know, large companies and it's, you know, it's happening everywhere. Like, yeah. it's, uh, like, I'm not saying that, um, you know, everybody's insulated from the problems, but, like, it all comes down to, you know, what position you're in. Yep. Well, and as I've said a number of times, that for painters being different to all the other trades out there in that the quickest way, if you get into trouble and you need to sell your house, quickest way is to get a paint job. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's so because you, you spend 10 grand painting the place, you're going to get 20 back. So oh, money yeah. in, money out yeah, for, yeah. For, that, you know, for that type of thing. So what we found, and I've discussed this before during the, the GFC, mm. we were busy. All the other trades 
were, were falling over, couldn't okay. find work, but we as painters kept busy. Nobody you needed know, a concrete. No one wanted the concrete. Right. Yeah. No, or Bricky, or, you yeah. know. They weren't doing renovations, they were doing fix-ups. They were doing fix-ups and getting ready in case they had to sell. Yeah. Thanks, that's You know, so that's where I think, you know, um, it's a really positive, I guess, for our industry. You know, well, we you, you can only take the positives out of the being a negative situation, right? You know, yep. Like, um, you got all this, you know, geo, geopolitical crap going on. You know, we've got the economy and all that. All you can do is focus on what, what you can control. Yep. And get after it. Yeah. So, um, spot on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, you know, we when you say that you you for you personally, sales are going through the roof. You know, we had a look at some stuff this morning. Your your price. You know, your, your, the value per job has increased yeah, in yeah. the last, you know, sort of six months. You're, you know, comparing your figures against each other. It was really interesting to see that growth pattern. And yet, even though everyone's saying doom and gloom's coming, your, your growth's been going up and actually your dollar value is getting better. Yeah, and look, I guess it is it is relatable to the inputs that, that we're doing in the business. Of course. Uh, looking at, you know, looking at those things like the average dollar sale. So on average, how much are people spending with us when they purchase, you know, a thing of groceries? What's the average cart value? Um, you know, how do we increase that? Mm. Um, so, you know, we're looking at, at ways of doing that and, and we're getting that proof of concept to say that we are doing a great job because it is improving, not decreasing or, yep. or stabilising. Yep. Um, but also other ways where, like, how do we make, how, how do we make more people buy? How do we make more people buy our shit? You know, that's, that's, the, that's the question everyone's got. Yep. Um, and it's certainly not about reducing prices. Um, reducing prices is something that is the last thing we want to do, especially going into uh, harder times, you could say, because if we can maintain a higher price, then we have more money to spend on marketing. Yep. Because we've got that. Which brings in more business Which, and it's, it's cyclic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a feedback loop. Yep. If you start cutting prices, you start uh, doing jobs that so you're busy, but you're not making as much or you're not making anything. And then when you're not making anything, you've got no money to reinvest. And then when you've got no money to reinvest, you're fucked. Yep. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unless you've got that there to continue that marketing strategies that you put into place. Oh, that, that's, that's, yeah. If you haven't got the money to market, how are you going to get a customer? You well, can't get a customer. Well, I was I was watching this thing called uh, Upflip, um, and they're a YouTube channel, and they basically um, they go out and interview businesses, yep. and they talk about you know what's so special about your business, and it's like a forty five minute small doco on different businesses. Yep. And this guy had an epoxy floor company. Okay. He'd never done epoxy floor in his life. He was a window cleaner and ran a fifty man window cleaning operation. And you know what? I'm going to sell the business. You made a couple hundred, a couple of million dollars. Now I'm going to start a new business. Goes to Home Depot, right? Yep, obviously in the states. Yeah, in the states. Sees this epoxy garage floor shit on the on the thing. Goes home. Goes to to Kenantai over there. Gets a diamond grinder. Does his epoxy floor. And he goes, that was really easy. I reckon I could make a million dollars out of this. Yep. Turned it in, in 18 months. He's turned it into a six million dollar business. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Right. That's just <laughs> no QBCC there, mate. No, no. But so what he was doing was he was running through the economics of his business and why it was a great business. And all they're doing is epoxy floors. Yep. That's all they do. 
And um, he was running through the economics of it, how they market, how they sell. And he said the exact same thing that resonates, that I've probably said this in the past, is that we, as painters, if you're not working for a builder, you are in the one-off sales model. Yep. So we don't have a recurring sales model. So if I work for a builder, my customer is not the homeowner, but rather the builder. So the builder gives me work after work after work, yep. like a property manager or what have you. But those projects are generally less margin. Mm. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's a repeat customer. Um, so the next time you go back to paint that individual house could either be never or likely the next 10 to 20 years. Yep. So it's a one-off sales model. So, you know, with people like Woolworths, they've got a recurring sales model. The same customer comes back for $200 or $300 this week and comes back for the rest of their life. We have a one-off sales model where we're always chasing the next the next fish. Yep. yep. As soon as we, we, we catch this fish, bring it into the boat and start gutting it, we're looking for the next one. Yep. Um, and if, if we don't always have chum in the water, we don't know where the next fish is coming from. Yeah. Um, and so there, there's obviously strategies around having repeat customers and and that, having the best of both worlds, but obviously you can't maintain high margins on repeat customers because why, why would they do that? Well, they're going to keep coming back. Well, yeah. well, I mean, we know that, look, if you're, if you're getting, when you're saying repeat customers, if you're getting multiples in a family, that's, that's, that's sort of semi, yeah, semi almost yeah. there, and you probably find if if they say to you, oh, you painted my mum's house, you painted my sister's, my auntie's, you're going to put that little bit more fat on it, knowing that you know, <laughs> there's a good chance here that, um, it's a higher, it's a higher that it's a higher percentage rate that I'm actually going to win the job. If you're in the ballpark, they may not even get another quote. That's exactly right. So, you know, so there are a little bit of reoccurring model in that sense, yeah. but it comes down to how you're actually marketing to your past customers so are you doing an incentive to those do you offer you know i mean and in, in your own business do you do that you know i know that once you finish you have a, a continual thing going on afterwards to try and keep your, your name in their mind you know one of the things that uh over because over the christmas break um it was great to unwind in the last you know 60 days and the fed now start march last 60 days have been flat out, but I've also taken a lot of time to upskill. Yep. And one of the things that has really, I guess, the, you know that penny drop moment? Yep. And, and like you don't have them all the time, but when you have them, like your whole paradigm shifts. Yep. And um, one of the biggest things that I, that, that my paradigm shifted was um, we have a sales model or we had a sales model built to a painting business. Mm-hmm. We're a painting business. We paint freaking everything yeah. i'll paint whatever you want to pay me to paint right? yeah. no problem but the reality is is we are not a painting business we are a painting business that sells lots of different services mm-hmm. so we're like a, a woolworths that sells food but what types of food do you sell yep so i have a deli i have a butcher i have a produce department Okay, so each of those departments have their own marketing strategy, own pricing strategy, and their own sales strategies in order to meet their sales targets. And all your own budgets and everything else. Budgets and what have you, right? From that. So if you look at it from that perspective, Woolworths is the entity that houses all of these different departments, and then each of those departments have to go and get after it. Otherwise, 
the slab of turkey is going to go off and we're going to lose money. Yep. And so when you look at it from that perspective, it changes because then you might say, well, shit, I only do like interior repaint. I only do insurance work. All of my work, you know, 80% of my work is insurance work. Yep. Great. Well, what's the margin on that? Not high enough margin. But where do you get margin? I do. I get margin in epoxy floors. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, you need to do more. You need to do this much epoxy floors. You need to do this much insurance. You need to, you know, this much up. interior, that much exterior. Where you, yeah. It's, it's like McDonald's. They started, you know, they're like, oh, everyone wants coffee. Let's make them a cafe. Yep. And so then they made them a cafe. Um, so when we look at it from that perspective, um, at least at least in our business, at least anyway, we look at it and say, well, shit, why don't we like, why aren't we a pressure washing business? Mm-hmm. Like why? We, we we pressure wash people's houses before we paint them. So why don't we pressure wash people's houses every day? Mm-hmm. Like whether they need to be painted or not. That's a very good question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the beauty of pressure washing is you don't need a QVC license. You don't need a QVC license. You can, license. You can, go, and, you can go wash away <laughs> heavily. We can negate some of those. <laughs> yeah, offset some of them. Don't even need a freaking, uh, don't even need a, well, as you said, a license. Or a qual or anything. Don't, don't need a qual, don't need anything. It's like a lawnmower. Uh, like, <laughs> it's, it, you know, and it's crazy that, you know, like um, you can get a pressure washer guy out. Like, let's just say we just, we paint your house, Nigel, for 50K. Yep. You get, you know, bloody old mate of Facebook marketing, uh, of Facebook marketplace. <laughs> And he puts hydrochloric acid through his oil over your walls and washes them down and, and destroys the paintwork. And, yep. you know, like even when they're pressure washing a uh, like a stencil driveway, if they're using 4,000 PSI, they'll blow the stencil off. Yep. They'll, you know, the aggregate. Yep. And it's like it'll cost so much more to fix a freaking damaged driveway than it will to repaint it. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's just it doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's just, yeah. So but when you look at it from that perspective, um, you know, how does how does your business like what services like some, there's some painters out there that are really good at, at patch repairs. Yep. Like they do plaster repairs and painting. Like, and they have to do that because they're they're balls deep in insurance repairs. That's it. Yeah. And the supervisor won't touch them unless they can cut out. Do that. The, you know, right? Yep. So it's like, why don't you charge people six hundred bucks to go out and Patch a, patch a fist hole. Hmm. You know, like, yeah, it's, 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 well, it's an economic, you've got to weigh up the economics of it. That's, you know. Well, and, and so you, you look at it from that perspective, you look at the economics of it, you look at, well, what kind of work can that get me? What about if I get called out to do some plaster repairs because they didn't go through the insurance company? Yep. And then I end up patting the whole house. Yeah. Oh, that's it. You, you, yeah. You know, so, that was one of the epiphanies that, that, that we had in the business over the last you know, three months. And um, it's really shaping how our 2023 is going because now that we've got a clearer plan of, of what we're trying to achieve, it makes it much easier to try and attack that plan. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that all comes back to, once again, you, you hit the nail on the head with a plan. <laughs> you know, most, most guys yeah. out here that, we're, that are probably listening to this as painters, they haven't got a plan. They just go to work, they do the quote, they go to work, they do the job, they get paid, they go home, and they do that. They're on that roundabout of, of understanding that they're, they're working, mm. they're making money, 
whether they're going on holidays, they're feeding families, they're doing all those sorts of things. But they've never actually sat down and done a plan. Well, I, I guess, like, I never had plans. No, me neither. I don't have plans. No, none of us did. You know, I mean, we don't, and that's where today, you know, we don't, we're not taught how to create a plan for ourselves. You know, we, we no. just bounce along, and this doesn't matter if you're whatever your job is, mm. unless you're given something with a, a contract and KPIs in the, I'm talking white collar work, yeah. that you're told this is what you have to do, this is, and it, it's, it's made out for you step by step as a staff member what you need to do. Okay. So that's a plan per se. Mm -hmm. You find in the in the white collar world, the majority of the businesses would have a business plan. Yeah. When you're talking the blue collar world and the trading world, we just do it. It's hit the ground right. There's no, yeah, there's no forethought mm. to actually, okay, I need to make three hundred thousand dollars this year, I need to make a million dollars this year to, to do whatever it is. Mm. We don't or we haven't been taught how to actually do that. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, we don't know. Okay, I can write down, jump on Excel spreadsheet or do whatever and write down, okay, I need to turn over a million dollars this year. Okay, so the million dollars, divide that by 50 weeks of the year, I need to turn That's over $20,000. I need to turn over 20 grand a week to, to actually Sustainable. do it. But how? How am I going to do that? Where, you know, am I going to find where am I going to find the staff? Where am I going to find this? Where am I going to find that? How much am I going to spend on clients? How much am I spend on marketing? And how much? We never, well, I certainly never did it in my painting business. Mm. I just knew, okay, I need X amount to bring in to cover the wages. I know I need yeah. X amount to, to cover my outgoings. Yeah. And, but I never actually formalised the plan. Yeah, that's right. The plan was all up here in the head. Yeah. You know, and that um, changes day to day depending on how you feel. Depending on how you feel. Exactly. Right. And, yeah, you know, and then suddenly you've got a customer that pay and you've got fighting and you've got problems with your staff and you're trying to work all now the, the problems. everything else, throw it into the mix, yeah. you know, everything. And then you've got kids that are crook and, you know, then like me, have an accident yeah. and start a whole new career path. Yeah. It, it's We're not taught how to deal with those things. We're not taught how to actually put those things into place. I know you spend a lot of time and money on self-education, mm -hmm. you know, um, to look at what you need to do to be, a, I guess, a better entrepreneur or a better business person or yeah. any of those sorts of things. Um, there's others out there I know that are doing the same, exactly the same sort of thing. But I would say that that would be less than 5% of our industry. Oh, I agree. Like, um, so my journey is when I was in my early 20s, I was a contractor, but uh, I guess my stance is a bit different to maybe some others is my path is earned, not given. Yeah. Meaning, yes, I worked with my father, but he was never a business owner. He was he was just a subby. He was just a blue collar worker. Like, yeah, he taught yeah. me a trade. He taught me how to, he taught me a work ethic, which I'm very fortunate for, but there was no here you go, son take over this son like there was none of that yeah. and and so the mentorship from my father really stopped from well do it this way otherwise i'll smack you in the side of the head and get out of bed at 5 a.m otherwise i'll throw a bucket of cold water on you so like that's when that's where that mentorship stops so yeah you know if you're working in 40 degree heat and you think it's a bit hot well stop being a pussy 
Yeah. Um, that's because he was old school. Um, but that's where it stopped. And so if, if I wanted to make my own journey in, in, in the white collar world, then, well, that's up to you to do. Yeah. Um, and so there's two ways that you can learn. You can either um, leverage off of, of what somebody else knows and has proof of concept in the marketplace. So like, you know, they're, they're doing something themselves and having some success in it. Yep. Or you can basically take a piss in the dark and try and find the toilet. Yep. Um, now, generally speaking, a lot of the time, people will take a piss in the dark and then they will never find the toilet. They will just keep iterating until they either break or they go bankrupt. Yep. And I was certainly close to both. Um, or you find a mentor, someone that has proof of concept, not someone that doesn't know what they're talking about or says that they know, but someone that has actually done it and they're willing yep. to pass the knowledge down. So you're standing on the top of someone's shoulders. Yeah. So basically all of the um, all of the all of the shit that they've gone through, you can avoid if you basically just listen. Yeah. Um, now you you see that there's an abundance of of these so-called mentors today, but there's very few of them that have actually been through the fire. Mm. And, you know, entrepreneurship isn't cut out for everybody, though. No. Because you could take someone, give them all the, like, you could take someone that wants to be uh, a painting business owner and, and have a $2 million business. Yep. You, you could take someone, you could get 70% of the people listening to this going, fuck that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah. Okay, that's totally fine. So Don't do it that shit. Cool. So, you, so you've just disqualified seventy percent of, of the audience. That other thirty percent, it's just like the SAS. Like, yeah, that thirty percent might get through basic training, but only ten percent of those that get through basic training have the skill, have the qualities or the characteristics to go to Afghanistan, live in a trench for a month, and kill the bad guys. Yeah. The other twenty, the other ninety, just they're not meant they're for not that. Can't, yeah, can't cope with them. And, and, and that's that's where you see like those um like when I look at you know watch the news and I see that Ben Robert Smith guy yeah um and I see that guy and I'm like yeah the, the media present him and he's dressed up in a suit and all the rest of it but like he's a complete savage that guy yeah he's a warrior yeah like and he is a, a one percenter of one percent yeah and um I, I just feel as though that when we when we talk about you know entrepreneurship and when we talk about um the differences in, in characteristics not everybody's cut out to do the same thing i, I couldn't do a data entry job no I'd, I'd put my head through the wall i couldn't do it yeah whereas you get a you get a, an accountant that that's all they do is yeah data entry and they're in a, they're in a room like this with gray freaking walls and a fluoro and they've got a, a window that looks out to to another commercial building actually probably not even a window. Yeah. Don't even have a window. Don't even have a window, and they're an open plan, and they're all sitting in a little booth, a cubicle, a little cubicle thing. Yeah. And and some of them make eighty grand a year. Yep. But that's. But we need those people. I'm not saying need, you don't need those people. Like the world needs ants and flies. Yeah. The world also needs lions and sharks. Yep. Like everybody has their place, and you know. I guess it's up to the individual as well to understand where do I fit in? Am I a lion that's trying to be a zebra or I'm a zebra trying to be a lion? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. And when you come to terms with, 
you know, who you are and, and, and what your characteristics are and like all the self-education did well. You could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in self-education. But yeah. You know, if you're not meant, meant to bloody play professional rugby league because you, you can't take the hits, then you're never going to be able yeah, to. Yep. You know, exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Well, look, good first catch up for, <laughs> yeah. the, for the start of the year. Well, not for the start of the year, but the, the you know, heading into, to heading into the March. March. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the start of the first quarter. Yeah. I know. It's nuts. So, um, good to catch up. Good to catch up. Everyone, just having a quick one today. And uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Have a good one. Bye, Bye for now.